0: Welcome to FYI Fridays with specialist plastic surgeon, Dr. Mark Hanakiri. In each podcast, we'll spend some time answering the most asked questions about surgery, recovery, and life as a surgeon. Thanks for being a part of our FYI Fridays, and be sure to catch the announcement for the next episode on Instagram at Dr. Mark Hanakiri. Hi, Mark. Thanks for jumping on our FYI Friday this month. Good to have you here.
1: Nice to be here again, Tris.
0: Today, we're talking about uh, breast reduction. Um, so I, I just want to kick off with getting a bit of an understanding about um, why patients typically, I, I'm sure there's tons of, of reasons why, but why do patients typically undergo breast reductions? I mean, is it, is it often cosmetic? Is it often uh, physical? Is it a bit of both? Talk us through the main reasons why you, why you see patients asking for this procedure.
1: Oh, thanks, Chris. That's a, Tris. That's a really good question. Um, uh, look, the vast majority of breast reduction patients are patients who have very significant symptoms related to the size of their breasts. Um, so they typically present with uh, symptoms such as neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, grooves in their shoulders from wearing wearing bras that the, the bra straps cut into their shoulders. They'll often have very difficult um, issues with exercise and with finding clothes to fit because of the disproportion between their breasts and the rest of them. Uh, Some of them will suffer from something called intertriga, which is a rash that that occurs under the breast due to the sweating and the rubbing of the skin. Um, Some of these women have difficulty... um, uh, sleeping at night because it's uncomfortable, because of the sheer size and volume of their breasts, they can't get themselves into a, a difficult uh, a comfortable position. And some of them find it difficult to sleep without wearing a bra and some of them even wear two bras uh, to, to keep their breasts all uh, together whilst they're trying to sleep or exercise or do other, other day-to-day activities. So the majority of women seeking breast reduction have uh, those issues. Um, of course, all of those issues also come with cosmetic problems because patients with very large breasts often look uh, disproportionate and often they they can look overweight, even though they're not overweight. Um, uh, it's true that some women with large breasts, many women with large breasts are overweight and many women um, who uh, are, um, have an unhealthy body mass index are also large breasted, but Uh, the vast majority of patients who I operate on for breast reduction surgery have a a healthy weight or a slightly overweight, but not massively overweight. Um, And they still have very large breasts, which cause all those symptoms that I said. Um, So uh, cosmetic benefits uh, from breast reduction, but predominantly functional benefits in terms of Uh, reducing those symptoms of pain discomfort making it a lot easier to get clothes to fit making it a lot easier to exercise as well to mention some of these women are overweight and that's simply because they find it hard to exercise so uh, uh, I often see patients lose weight after breast reduction surgery which has other cosmetic and functional benefits. Yeah
0: yeah now how is this procedure performs sort of walk us through start to finish what what this procedure looks like
1: uh well I guess um uh in, in the consultation I usually take patients photographs and I draw for them on my computer screen how the procedure is done and it's really quite enlightening for some patients to see this I'll try and talk you through that without the benefit of that picture yep. but Women with large, heavy breasts, typically their nipples are very low. They've dropped because of the weight of the breast. Um, As you get older, you know, the tissues become a little bit elastic. Sometimes there's been some weight fluctuations or breastfeeding. And as a result, the nipples have dropped quite significantly, not only relative to the rest of the breast, but also relative to to the rib cage and to the chest. So some of these women have nipples that are at sort of many of them will be below 30, most of them will be below 30 centimetres from the collarbone. Uh, A a normal sort of C cup, B to C cup, even a small D cup in a youthful woman, that that distance would only be somewhere between, say, 20 and 22 centimetres. So there's been a good sort of 8 to 10 centimetres of descent of the nipple. So a breast reduction, the first and foremost part of the breast reduction is lifting that nipple up to a more aesthetically pleasing uh, position on the chest wall and relative to the breast mound uh, and then debulking the breast particularly in the lower pole to reduce the amount of weight that's going to pull that nipple down again. So the procedure involves deciding where the nipple is going to go and as I mentioned we have various different formulas in which we decide where the nipple is going to go so lifting up the breast is a part of every breast reduction procedure lifting up the nipple and then reducing the volume of the breast especially in the lower pole and by volume I mean the weight of the breast especially in the lower pole uh, to allow that nipple to then stay higher up and to improve the shape of the breast to make an aesthetically pleasing breast um, that's higher up on the chest wall with a smaller volume that equates to what the patient needs for their aesthetic and functional goals
0: okay so you you mentioned in there that um a breast lift is always part of the procedure how do you know if you just need a breast lift on its own or if you would go down the route of doing both the lift and the reduction
1: that's that's a great question tris because a lot of women who um who write to me through my website or on Instagram, et cetera, um, they say they want a breast lift, but what they actually want is a breast reduction um, and their nipples lifted, which, as I said just now, is, is what we do with a breast reduction. Women who need a breast lift but not a breast reduction are those who are happy with the size of their breasts in a bra who don't have the functional problems that I mentioned before. So they don't have the dragging on their shoulders, the back pain, the neck pain, the discomfort from the weight of their breasts. They're able to exercise. Sure, some women who have say a a small D cup or even a large D cup who don't want to be smaller, um, many of them uh, still have some difficulty with exercise because they've got loose floppy skin and floppy breasts that, that are falling out of the edges of their bra. but it's not the same issue as having the sheer weight that inhibits you being able to do those things because of the weight of the breast so women who are happy with the size of their breasts in a bra who are happy in their clothes they don't feel disproportionate uh and who don't have those symptoms that i said of being heavy uh generally just need a breast lift if their nipples have dropped and those are typically women who've breastfed many children or have had or breastfed any children, or have had, um, you know, significant weight fluctuations, or sometimes women who've just got bad genes who are unlucky to have very, very stretchy tissue. Some of them might have developed very early at sort of 12 or 13 and grew uh, quite quickly. And so their breast growth um, uh, rate exceeded the, the stretching ability of their skin. So they often present with the women who need a breast lift and not a breast reduction. Often present with lots of stretch marks on their skin, loose, stretchy skin, and saggy breasts. So that's quite different to those who have very heavy breasts, where the weight of the breasts is causing symptoms, or where the disproportion between the breasts and the rest of them causes aesthetic issues.
0: Okay, now I don't know if this, is, this next question is controversial, it might depend on, on what the answer is, but <laughs> being that breast reduction is a functional um, procedure does that mean that it is covered by health
1: insurance? Uh, look, it is, Tris, and that's because... <laughs> I thought if it um, wasn't,
0: then it might be controversial. If it is, then it is.
1: <laughs> uh, it, it generally is. I mean, um, uh, women generally do have the symptoms that I mentioned, so the neck ache, back ache, shoulder pain, yeah. um, uh, grooves in their shoulders, I- intertrigo. And, and if the patients see their GPs, complaining of those symptoms and have large breasts, uh, then there is a Medicare item number that applies for that procedure. And therefore, if there is a Medicare item number, then private health insurance companies, depending on the patient's level of private cover, uh, will cover a a large proportion of their their, uh, surgical fee, including most importantly, the hospital bill. Um, And as I said to you, it does depend on level of cover. And as of this year, there are uh, different tiers of cover, gold and platinum and bronze. Uh, I think that's the three. Um, And uh, um, so you have to have the top level cover with some companies in order to cover that type of surgery. Um, But provided you do have the appropriate level of cover, um, there's a significant financial benefit for those patients.
0: Safe is a breast reduction procedure and what risks are involved in the in the surgery?
1: Uh, Look, breast reduction surgery, Tris, is very safe if it's performed um, in a manner where the surgeon has expertise in the procedure and the patient is an appropriate patient for the procedure. So let's get to the surgeon first. Um, Over the last couple of months, we've talked about qualifications and training of surgeons and So surgeons who are performing breast reduction procedures should have training in breast reduction procedures, um, and that doesn't necessarily have to be plastic surgeons. Some general surgeons have been trained in how to do breast reduction, um, but non-general surgeons, non-plastic surgeons, and definitely non-surgeons have not had training in breast reduction procedure and, and should not be performing it, in my opinion, because they need to have supervised training in the in the procedure in order to be able to perform it safely so that's the first thing Um, plastic surgeons as part of our training have to see assist and perform breast reduction procedures so by the time we're out there doing it on patients who are um, uh, uh, depending on us as the primary surgeon to do it most of us have got many breast reductions under the belt already Um, so Uh, General surgery training, uh, particularly in some states where there's not as much plastic surgery representation or in the country, for example, uh, can safely be performed by general surgeons. Breast reduction surgery can be safely performed by general surgeons if those general surgeons have been trained in it. Um, It's hard to see for me, and I can't imagine that ear, nose and throat surgeons or dermatologists or anaesthetists or general practitioners have had training in it. So... Um, plastic surgeons and general surgeons with training in breast surgery, breast reduction surgery, it's safe. It should be performed under a general anaesthetic. I don't believe that um, breast reduction surgery can safely be performed under a pure local anaesthetic or even, in my opinion, under a local anaesthetic with sedation. Um, And in an accredited facility where if there is a problem with the patient, that problem can be addressed. Um, even if it's after hours, I've done over 700 breast reductions in my career, and um, I have had three patients who've had to go back urgently for uh, for bleeding after those procedures uh, to drain out the blood from the breast. And if the facility that you're in doesn't have after hours capabilities, then that can cause difficulties. So, if it's done in an appropriate facility where there is the ability to monitor the breast um, and Take the patient's back if there's a problem by a surgeon who knows how to do that and an anesthetist who's available, then that makes the procedure more safe, it makes the facility more safe. and then it comes down to is the patient safe? Um, so there are certainly some factors that <clears throat> increase the risks of breast reduction surgery. Um, one of those is smoking, and the main one, I think, uh, in our society is smoking, uh, because I mentioned that the nipple has to be lifted up and sometimes it has to be lifted up by 10 or 15 centimetres and the nipples aren't cut off during this procedure. They're kept attached by by a section of tissue that we call a pedicle and that pedicle contains very, very small blood vessels that travel from the chest wall and from the breast tissue into the nipple and so if those little tiny vessels are obstructed, and smoking is one of those things that can cause the vessels to close off, then the blood supply to the nipple can be interrupted and nipples can die. Um, uh, if the if the pedicle is very long or if the surgical procedure uh, kinks or compresses the nipple, that can also cause interruption of uh, of the blood supply. If the patient's overweight, and I don't mean just sort of, just, uh, slightly overweight, they're very significantly overweight and for me I have a BMI cutoff of around 32 for this procedure and that increases the risks not only of nipple perfusion but other risks including blood supply, sorry, um, infection, um, uh, fluid collections, uh, post-operative bleeding, uh, wound breakdown, all of those things are increased in people who are high BMI so um, uh, Smoking, high BMI, and then other things like um, blood thinners, um, uh, medications that might inhibit healing, um, medical conditions that might inhibit healing, they might all interfere with the ability uh, to produce a safe and predictable result from breast reduction surgery. So if you take all of those things out of the equation, then breast reduction surgery is very safe. And uh, in my Career. I've only had those three patients that I mentioned that have ever had to go back to surgery for a complication. And I haven't yet uh, had a patient where the nipple has died. I've had a couple of patients where uh, there was some superficial um, uh, healing issues related to blood supply. But even in the very massive breast reductions I've done, I haven't lost a patient's nipple. So as long as the, sa- the procedure is performed in a safe environment, Uh, by a surgeon who has appropriate training and qualifications in an appropriate patient, it's a very safe procedure.
0: Well, let's talk about the the flip side. What are some of the benefits of this procedure?
1: Oh, look, I think um, if I was to use one phrase, for breast reduction surgery, it would be life-changing because many of the women who have breast reduction surgery uh, it does literally change their lives, not only their aesthetic appearance um, <clears throat> and the confidence that goes with an improved aesthetic appearance, but just their ability to function day to day without discomfort um, is, is for them liberating. So I think um, uh, the ability to exercise well, the ability to get clothes to fit well, the ability to uh, engage in day-to-day activities, whether they be sporting or uh, leisure uh, or work, occupational. Uh, You know, I've had a lot of nurses as patients who just had a a lot of trouble lifting patients, moving patients, um, doing their day-to-day work activities because of their breasts getting in the way. And this kind of surgery changes that overnight. Um, They literally wake up without, issues related to the size of their breasts. Uh, and then there's the aesthetic and the confidence benefits. I had one patient who's actually the daughter of a nurse of mine, um, who it, it turned her life around. She suddenly had the ability to exercise and she, she lost, I think it was around 18 kilograms from memory um, and became incredibly confident. Uh, the confidence that came with her new slim petite figure, allowed her to get out of a life situation that she was unhappy in, and she's become a completely different person. So I think um, of all of the surgical procedures that I do in Australia, and I'll I'll limit it to what I do in Australia because I do do some work overseas, um, I think breast reduction surgery is right up there in terms of how it impacts patients' lives. Yeah, Yeah. well, uh, for
0: those listeners who uh, stick with us, I interview one of Mark's, uh, breast reduction patients. And I have to say Mark, after speaking with her, she, I would say life changing was certainly, uh, the sentiment that I got from the conversation that I, I had with her without a doubt. Um, now it's you, spoke a common about, story. you spoke about this in a, in a earlier podcast, but I'd like to just touch on it again before we finish up. Um, you've mentioned that breast reduction is one of your, um, uh, favourite procedures to do or, or an area, I guess, that you uh, sort of gravitated towards. Why is it uh, that you quite like doing this procedure? What is it What is it about this procedure that uh, attracts you?
1: Oh, Tris, um, uh, we, we all like to feel good about what we've done. <clears throat> and I think um, the one, I think it doesn't matter what career you're in, everybody likes to get a pat on the back or congratulations or whatever. And so it's not that I'm looking for that, but of all of the procedures that I do, I think uh, the patients who have breast reduction surgery are among my happiest patients. And I think most plastic surgeons will say the same thing. Um, and for for that kind of gratitude that you get from patients, it's very affirming of your ability and your skills. So um, not only do I do it because I like the the aesthetic challenge, the, uh, the the sculptural aspect of it, and to try and produce nice or beautiful looking breasts that are more in proportion with the patient's um, age and size. But you have the patients then saying, "This has changed my life. You, you're you've done a great job." That is very reaffirming, very very positive for any surgeon to to get that kind of feedback from patients. So. I guess yeah I guess it's slightly selfish that I like happy patients that are happy with what I've done, and that's certainly the case with m- the vast majority of breast reduction patients.,
0: well, now for those listeners that do want to get uh, even more information on this particular procedure, Our website does have an ebook that you can download if you're the type of person who likes to look through the information uh, in hard copy. So we do encourage you to jump online and, and get more information um, on that ebook. Otherwise, thank you again so much, Mark, for being a part of this podcast.
1: Great to be with you, Tris. Thanks very much.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of FYI Fridays. If this topic piqued your interest, we encourage you to jump online and visit our website at www.drmarkhannacary.com.au or visit us on social media with the handle at Dr. Mark Hanna-Kerry. Hope to hear from you soon.